Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Tuesday, May 31st, 2022, and this episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets. I'll briefly touch on the remaining games at the end of the show in extra innings. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, and analyze weather data in order to make one pick, one pick only, Every game played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As we go through the plays, remember that there are no locks and gambling, so we'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Yesterday, a fantastic day for us. The A plays held their ground, but the B plays were fantastic. And my friend Jake was on yesterday, and we kind of talked about that Pirates-Dodgers game that the odds just were, were way too high to consider the Dodgers. And at the time of the recording, I was saying not quite high enough to like the Pirates, but those odds keep getting higher and higher throughout the day. Jake made the comment. So if you, if you just trusted the model, um, it got over plus 300. There would have been a model edge uh, closer towards first pitch. And Jake made the comment. He said, hey, if you're having a winning day, maybe drop a half unit on the Pirates. Of course, the Pirates win. Not something we really expected. I only had them winning 25% of the time. But it just show, goes to show as a reminder how difficult it can be betting those giant favorites. It's not to say we never want to do it. We just want to make sure that there's a real edge there. And at this point of the season, it's it's hard. It's hard to bet something minus 350 or, or, or these crazy prices that the Dodgers were at. Uh, you know, maybe maybe in September when one team is just completely given up and it's nothing but rookies um, against a team that's really good and, you know, still playing hard. But, I mean, it, it's just – it's hard to do this time of season to really say that those minus 350-type plays are profitable. Um, a Pirates could have done last night. Not that they would every night, but the whole point is they don't have to win every night. They don't even have to win half the time um, for that to be profitable. So hopefully a few of you, you know, at least got a half unit on the Pirates for some fun there as they were able to hold on – and win last night. Even if you didn't, like I said, the rest of the picks were fantastic. So it was a good day. Uh, B picks haven't been fantastic this year. It's been a little frustrating from my perspective. Hopefully we can get those rolling. Last night was a sign of the direction they'll head. A picks have been fantastic. If you just get those B picks to follow along, uh, that'll that'll feel good personally at least. Uh, before we get to today's slate, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And the only way, assuming you turn notifications on, to share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. As a reminder, I encourage all of y'all to have multiple sports picks in your portfolio. You don't need 20. If you have 20, great. You can always shop around. But at some point, there are some diminishing returns. At least make sure you have three, maybe four different sports books, especially those this summer with the MLB dime line, some of these books will offer a game you know it seems a slight favorite and it'll be you know minus 145 on one side and plus 120 in the other it's harder to find edges there you get those dime lines at a few books you'll probably get an edge on any game i have a couple that i recommend the links are in the show's description and on the website www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks Today's an interesting slate, one of the highest ratio days of A plays of the season. There's only one other day that I can remember that was quite like this. Just a lot of things I love today, and so that's what we're going to focus in on the show. We're going to leave all the B picks for extra innings, just so I don't turn this into an hour-long episode. 
And so we're going to start off in the day game, 110 Eastern first pitch, Twins at the Tigers, Devin Smeltzer versus Romy Garcia. A warm day here in Detroit, around 90 degrees, so a little bit of a boost to the bats on the temperature aspect of it. But the wind's blowing in from right field at a pretty consistent 15 to 20 miles an hour all game. So that'll kind of cancel that out. So mostly a neutral type environment there in Detroit. Model says Twins minus 131 for this one. Maybe a slight Tiger's edge, especially uh, with Correa out uh, today. I'm going a different angle on this one. I'm going under eight and a half at even money. A pick is again all the plays in the regular part of the show today are A plays. I love this one here. I think these pitchers are a little bit underrated. Smeltzer is a pitcher, um, only pitched three times this season. Won't continue with his one ERA all season, but his underlying metrics are still pretty good. Projects slightly below average, but I think this is a situation where the advanced metrics liking his performance this year. I think he's trending in the right direction. I like what he offers, and the Tigers' offense isn't anything great, so I think he can get the job done for us the first however many innings he goes, you know, six-ish is what I would assume, five to six. Versus Ronnie Garcia, who presumably not going to go but three-ish innings, not going to get too deep into the game. Um, but a guy with a three ERA and underlying metrics right there in that same area, again, projects a little bit worse than average. I don't think either one of these guys getting the ball to start with are as good as their numbers are this season. Don't get me wrong, but they're two guys that I think are solid. And I think, especially with the twins offense without Gray, I think, um, you know, takes, takes a, takes a decent hit. I think both of them can keep it down. Then we turn it over to both bullpens. Just got to hold on to this under eight and a half. I love this even money here. I think we have a decent chance for a lower scoring first game before we get into weaker pitchers in the second game and the scoring takes off. So I'm going to go under eight and a half on the day game, even money, a pick for me. And then in that night game, uh, odds came out for this right before I hit records. I haven't had a chance to analyze this one. I will post something on Twitter um, on that one. But again, the pitchers a little bit weaker, a little bit more unknown, a little bit more, uh, bullpen games there too. So especially depending on, I might, might just wait till the first game ends, depending on how the bullpen usage plays out. Um, that second game could go one of many different directions. 16 Eastern first pitch Royals at the guardians, Daniel Lynch versus Cal Quantrill Lynch, a pitcher who's got a solid ERA on the season sub four advanced metrics, not quite as good projection, a little bit worse. Um, projects to be a little ways below average. Quantrill, kind of in a similar boat, a little bit better of an ERA. Advanced metrics, also not great. Projects to be worse than Lynch, but um, two pitchers who are are pretty comparable and that they've done okay this season, but I don't think they're going to continue that all season. The model doesn't, at least. Um, kind of a wash there on the pitcher front. You all know I think the Guardians' bullpen's better than the Royals. The Guardians offense is better than the Royals at in Cleveland. Uh, this one blows my mind that we're in the or minus 130 for the Guardians. Anything in the minus 130s blows my mind. Anything in the minus 140s, I just don't understand this number. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't understand it at all. <laughs> you know, we were um, not afraid to take some of these underdogs in these AL Central games yesterday and split those at the plus money. So that was a profitable venture there. 
Uh, but here, I think taking the underdog makes no sense at this number. Guardians minus 130 is an A pick for me. The model thinks it should be minus 156. I tend to agree. Anything short of minus 150 is just fantastic value, in my opinion. And then the total is nine and a half. I'm staying away from the total at that number. At nine, it maybe is a little bit different of a story, but nine and a half. It's a pass for me there. It's going to be a warm one in Cleveland, low 90s to start, mid 80s to close, and a slight breeze blowing out. Again, with two pitchers I don't trust, I would like to go over, but I'd rather go over nine. I don't trust either offense enough to go over that nine and a half on this one. So I'm passing on the total, but Guardians minus 130 is just a fantastic play, in my opinion. Anything in the minus 130s is unbelievably good value. Anything in the minus 140s, I think, still makes a ton of sense. I don't know why the Guardians aren't favored by more in that one. 645 Eastern, first pitch, Giants at the Phillies. Jacob Junis versus Ranger Suarez. Phillies bullpen continues to, to struggle. I mentioned yesterday, I didn't think Knable would pitch after starting two winning Sunday night. He's out there, and then he gave up a home run. It doesn't make any sense why he pitched yesterday. This is the regular season. This isn't the playoffs. You know, starting up two innings as a reliever is fairly taxing on the arm. We know that you're not going to be as good the next day. Maybe it just shows how little faith – they have in the rest of the guys in the bullpen, which wouldn't surprise me. Um, I, I really think Knable wouldn't pitch today, again, which just makes that Phillies bullpen even weaker because as much as he's struggled here in these two days, he's still he's probably their best reliever. I think there's going to be a lot of runs in this one. I don't trust either starter. Junis has pitched well so far this season, but I project him to be around league average. His advanced metrics are okay. But I just don't trust hardly any of these Giants pitchers once you get past their top couple ones. Talked about this before. I'm not sure if it's losing Buster Posey has really mattered a lot. It's very possible. We saw the Giants pitchers struggle in 2020 without him. And then everybody just looked fantastic last year. And some of that was, you know, Kevin Gaussman's a good pitcher, right? Um, but you just wonder how, what sort of effect he had. We don't have a lot of great data on catcher metrics at this point, I, I just don't trust a lot of these Giants pitchers. I don't trust their bullpen. I definitely don't trust the Phillies bullpen. Suarez, you know, had a good run last year at the end of the year, be moved to a starter, but uh, this year hasn't gone well for him. I think he's better than his numbers have been this season, but um, not by a ton. He still projects above average uh, based off of last year, but not a pitcher. Again, there's just no pitcher that I trust in this situation. It'll be a warm day in Philadelphia, low 90s to start, mid 80s to close. Uh, wind will be blowing across, so no real help there. But I just think over is the way to go here. I'm going over nine. It's minus 122 at the time I locked this, an A-grade pick. This is why it's important to make sure you have multiple books. There's some nines out there. There's some nine and a half. So I'd rather lay the juice here at the nine, knowing that, put, that a push is reasonably possible. I landed nine yesterday. Landed nine yesterday. There was some extra innings help, but the two-story pitchers were much better than these two guys today so i think nine is a possible landing spot for us i don't think it's the most likely i think 10 and above is more likely but knowing that that push protection is possible that i really want over nine with a little bit of juice it's one of the few situations where i'll pay for the juice is when i can get the push on these key um, odd numbers given the odd scores happen more frequently in baseball than even scores if you're going over nine and a half i still think that's fine i think there's gonna be a ton of runs in this game 
I'm hoping for even money or better. That's the hope. Who knows where this number goes? Who knows, you know, which direction, et cetera. But if you're looking over nine and a half, I'd really like it to be even money for that third unit. Uh, just because if I'm giving up that push, I want the reward and great odds. But I think there'll be a lot of runs in this one. So over nine at minus 122 is my official pick for that game. Angels at the Yankees, 705 Eastern, first pitch. Noah Syndergaard versus Jordan Montgomery. A warm night to start off in New York, around 90 degrees. A slight breeze out or across to right, maybe a slight boost there, depending on exactly which way the wind's blowing. Looks like our front will be moving through this game, though, as it's going to close in the mid-70s, so a nice little 15-degree temperature drop there in a three-hour span, and the wind direction is going to uh, change to be blowing in from left field by the end of the game. Not a strong win, though, so not one that's affecting things too much. Total's eight and a half. It's a pass for me in the total. The weather's a little bit wonky with it being warmer and then cooling down. The model doesn't really like Syndergaard. I like him more than the model does, but the model thinks the Angels' bullpen's above average, and I kind of disagree with that. So I'm kind of a mixed bag on the Angels. I like Jordan Montgomery. I think he's pretty good. Um, the model still believes in the Yankees' bullpen, still thinks they're better than average, but they're trending the wrong direction. Both offenses can really light it up uh, at times. So it's, it's, it's passing the total for me. There's just a lot of conflicting information there. I don't really know exactly what type of game we'll have. I'm on the Yankees, though. The model thinks minus 145. At 129, I think it's an absolute steal. It's really surprising to me that we're getting such good value on the Yankees. But when we've gotten this type of value, it's mostly worked out well for us. I, again, I, I think that Thor is better than the model indicates, but I think it's really counteracted by the fact uh, that I don't trust this Angels bullpen at all. Even if I'm missing a little bit of something there, maybe it shouldn't. Maybe the model, you know, says minus one forty-five. Maybe it should be minus one forty. I still think there's a ton of value here on the Yankees at minus one twenty-nine at home. I think this pick makes a lot of sense. A pick for me on the Yankees. Like I said, I really like this up to about minus 140. Once it gets above that, it's a little bit tougher of an ask and or it's a little tougher to put those extra units on. 707 Eastern first pitch. White Sox at the Blue Jays. Lucas Giolito versus Kevin Gaussman. Uh, this should be a fantastic fantastic pitcher's duel. Uh, both guys have had phenomenal results this year. Both guys project very well. Both guys advance metrics. Um, Giolito good. Gaussman fantastic. Model says Blue Jays only minus 138, and that would indicate a White Sox edge. So if you want to take some plus money on the White Sox, I don't think that's a bad idea. I think this is going to be a lower-scoring pitcher's duel, and I think if you can get plus 156 in the pitcher's duel, I think that makes a lot, ton of sense because anything can happen if it's a tight game late. It, it, it kind of reminds me of the um, A's-Astros game yesterday. If the A's had had just a little bit better of a pitcher where it's like, hey, if, if it's low-scoring and it's tight, like, Take the plus odds, anything can happen. Um, yesterday, I didn't trust Oakland's pitchers quite as much as I trust Giolito. So I think White Sox makes a lot of sense at plus 156. Uh, but I'm going first five, under four. Uh, I don't really care about an edge on the side for my favorite pick on this game. I was looking at the total. Um, I, this number blows my mind. I feel like the total for the game, which is seven and a half, should be seven. 
And I feel like the total for the first five should be three and a half. I don't know why we're getting that extra half run in both situations with these two pitchers. Um, I like the first five angle, especially considering uh, the White Sox bullpen has been a little bit up and down. And so then I just don't have to worry about if they're going to show up or not. I do trust the Blue Jays bullpen, but I'm not sure how much we're going to see of them. Gaussman um, very reasonably could go seven, maybe eight innings. So if you're talking about full game, you're probably not going to see a lot of that uh, Blue Jays bullpen. Giolito, a pitcher whose pitch count gets a little bit higher, more likely to get into the White Sox bullpen, which is, I guess, it kind of a mixed bag. So I really love this first five angle here, under four, minus 105. I, this is a gift, in my opinion, a pick for me. Maybe a White Sox edge if you wanted to put – a unit on them at the plus odds and just hope for a low scoring game and then anything can happen. Good long-term play. But my goodness, we're getting a gift here with this total. Both both full game and first five totals half run too high, in my opinion. 17 Eastern first pitch nationals at the Mets. Patrick Corbin versus Trevor Williams. We're going to be in the upper 80s to start. Mid-70s to close. Already mentioned this with the Yankees. A rare situation where both the Mets and the Yankees are home on the same night. So the same kind of weirder situation with the weather as that front moves through the New York area. A total is nine. It's a total that I'm staying away from. I don't trust Patrick Corbin at all. I've heard me talk about this previously. More times than not, he's getting hit around. The Mets offense Last night really just lit it up. I kind of expect a lot of the same. I don't know how many runs the Nationals score. They scored a few last night. Um, so it's a total that I, I just – I don't really want to mess with. Uh, given that it's nine, not nine and a half, if I had to, I think over makes some sense just because you got that push protection there. Like I said, I'm not sure the, – the, the sky's the limit on how many runs the Mets want to score. Um, but I think just backing the Mets makes a lot more sense. The model says – Minus 180. I'm seeing prices of minus 169. So if you wanted to take a price like that, hey, I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to go run line tonight at plus odds, plus 110. Trevor Williams is a pitcher whose advanced metrics are much better than his ERA. And his ERA isn't bad. And it's still two runs better than Corbin's. This is a huge starting pitcher mismatch. And not that Trevor Williams is a pitcher that I think is going to win the Cy Young, but I think he's very respectable in the four-ish innings he's going to go, maybe five if he um, throws well. A Nationals offense, like I said, scored some last night, but really can disappear. Huge offensive edge for the Mets, huge bullpen edge for the Mets. It's like we talked about yesterday. I really think last night the price should have been in the 200s, and I think tonight should be in the 200s. If it gets up there, then you're like, eh, you know, Maybe, but you're just you're, you're paying a premium, and it's harder to do that. And long term, it's it's a it's a scarier strategy when you're when you're paying that premium. But they're not making you pay the premium here that that you should have to pay. So, like I said, I'm seeing minus one sixty nine for the Mets. If you want to go money line, I think that makes a lot of sense. But given that I think the Mets can score off of Corbin, uh, I'm just going to go one line. Assume that they run it up like they did last night. Plus odds again, I think is a gift. A pick for me. I love the Mets here to win handily against the Nationals. 17 Eastern first pitch Reds at the Red Sox. Luis Castillo versus Michael Waka. A chilly night in Boston. That front will already move through that area. We'll be in the mid-50s. Winds blowing in from right field, but only around five miles an hour. So not going to affect things too much. 
massive hitters park there in Boston. The only concern you have with the over in this one would be those temperatures in the mid-50s. Um, that's going to make the ball fly not quite as much. Though in that park, I'm not sure how much that matters because the ball flying out to left field may turn a home run into a double. But with these pitchers, I think it's very possible that we could see a lot of runs anyway. Castillo is a guy who projects still better than his numbers this season. I still project him to be a good pitcher. Um, but the Reds, we've seen, can give up some runs. The Red Sox uh, can definitely give up runs, give up a lot, a lot last night. Waka. A good ERA this year, 283, but his advanced metrics uh, are below average. His projection is even worse than that. I project him almost a full standard deviation below the league average starting pitcher. I think the Red Sox give up a lot of runs. I think the Red Sox score a lot of runs. They didn't last night. I mean, last night was just a wonky game as they got crushed by Baltimore. I'm taking the full game over eight and a half. I don't know who scores. I think both score. I thought both would score last night, and they didn't. But, hey, if the Red Sox lose to nothing again tonight, we've got a winner, right? Like I said, I just don't trust either team to keep runs off the board. Uh, model doesn't give an edge on either side. But I have to say, uh, I think if, if you're looking at this handicapping the sides, Maybe ignore last night because one game shouldn't play that big of a picture, you know, play that big of a role in how you project things going forward. I mentioned yesterday with Rich Hill, I just didn't know if I could trust him or not. Um, and that's why I, I isolated the team total because I was like, I don't know what he's going to do. And he didn't look good. So I had the right idea. To, bats just didn't show up for the Red Sox. Um, so I, I think we kind of want to ignore that for the most part looking at today and kind of look more at the last two weeks, last month, you know, the season-long projections, right, in handicapping this one. The model says there's no edge either way. But I think it's an interesting story between Castillo and Waka, where, again, Castillo hasn't looked great only in the four games coming back from uh, injury, uh, but still projects to be pretty good versus Waka, who does not project to be good, has a history of being very mediocre at best. Um, but so far, he's had solid results. So in handicapping the side, I think it's a very interesting tale of how much do you trust what's happened this year versus how much do you trust the projections based off previous season's data and the underlying metrics? I don't know the answer to that question. And so, like I said, I'm staying away from the site on that and I'm just going over eight and a half a pick for me. Uh, there is some juice attached to it, but even with the cooler temperatures and that park, I just think these teams tend to play over games uh, lately. I think there'll be a lot of runs, I'm not really sure who, but this feels like a six to four type game and I don't have to care who wins at that point. 940 Eastern, first pitch Braves at the Diamondbacks. Got a, a, a hold-your-breath A winner on the under in this one last night. It gets to eight runs in the fifth inning. Um, and a game that should have been even lower scoring than it was. I made the comment yesterday on pod that the total was eight and a half. It should have been eight, maybe even a, a tad lower. And there were there were two outs, and it was 3-2, and a ball that's hit the center that if it's hit 10 feet less – we're out of the inning there and it's a three, two game and maybe it might finish right there at three, two. So um, we did get to eight runs yesterday, almost held it there at five relievers did fantastic for us uh, and got us to the window. Thankfully on that under eight and a half, I see a similar type setup tonight, Charlie Morton versus Humberto Castellanos. 
Uh, Castellanos is a pitcher who is nothing special. His ERA isn't great. His projections are better than that um, versus um, uh, Charlie Morton, who projects still to be good, even though he struggled. But I really like this under nine. I think that the fact that we're getting even money with the push protection nine, I just think there's a lot of value here. Both of these teams have trended towards the under. The Braves bats good, but have been up and down for the most part. The Diamondbacks uh, pitchers have overperformed again. I think a lot of that is due to uh, the change they made at pitching coach. When Morton has struggled, the Braves have tended to pull him early and go to the pen, and I project that pen to be the best in baseball. They've done really well, in my opinion. Now, some of that they've lost with moving Strider into the rotation uh, for last night's game, so he's not available to come in and eat up three innings out of the pen. Uh, but they still have a lot of guys who can eat innings and do really well. So I, I think Morton either succeeds – and we're good. Or if he doesn't, what they've tended to do is they've tended to just get him out. And they've, they've not hung him out to dry. They've not said, you know, they've not done the thing where it's like, you're going five. We don't care how many runs you give up. They've pulled him early. And I trust that Braves bullpen. So I think my, my, my fear of maybe Morton doesn't pitch well, they've tended to still hang in there on the unders with him pitching, even though he's had some very mediocre results. I think this game goes under again. Even money, I love those odds at nine at the push protection there. I think we stay under this. With regards to the side, the model thinks Braves minus 149. So no edge on either side as of the current number. I would tend to lean Braves if I was playing a side on this one. But Castellanos has been a pitcher that kind of zigs when I zag. So I'm, uh, it's not one that I'm touching uh, personally. I just think... We're going to go under, and I, like I said, I love the even money on this one, under nine. 940 Eastern first pitch, Astros at the A's. Christian Javier versus Frankie Montas. We're going to start around 70 degrees in Oakland. We're going to finish around 60. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of wind out to right field to start the game, but that'll die down as the game ends, about 10 miles an hour, maybe up to 15. Um, huge pitcher's park, of course, in Oakland, all that foul ground. A total of seven. I think under seven makes a lot of sense. Uh, again, you'll know I love that push protection on a number, on an odd number like seven. Uh, both pitchers are very good. Javier, uh, 243 ERA, projects to be obviously not quite that good going forward, but his advanced metrics are really good. Uh, so I don't, y'all, I'll heard me talk about him. He's one of the pitchers that um, I really like for the Astros. Uh, Montas, 328 ERA. His advanced metrics are even better than that. His projection also very good. So, I mean, two really good starting pitchers. Um, the A's bullpen doesn't project very well. They've been a little up and down, but in a pitcher's park, uh, they're going to get some results. Um, the A's offense, again, not very good. Uh, I like the Astros here in this one. The model thinks minus 143. So I've got an A pick on the Astros at minus 125. We haven't had a lot of Astros edges lately. We've made a lot of money in the Astros one way or the other. The fact that they're only minus 125 is a gift. I think this is a little bit too much respect to Montas. I, I think Montas is good, but I don't think there's an edge on the starting pitcher. I don't think he's better than Javier's. I think they are very similar to each other. Um, Javier has a better ERA than Montas. That means basically nothing. Um 
advanced metrics for just the season are within a tenth of a point of each other. The projections going forward that the, that the model spits out for me are within a tenth of a point of each other. These guys are basically even on the starting pitcher front. So I think this is priced as if Montas is so much better than Javier. And I don't think that's true. I think you've got two really good starting pitchers. So I said, I think under seven makes a lot of sense. Two really good starting pitchers in the pitcher's park. Let's do it, right? But the Astros have a much better offense and a much better bullpen. Minus 125 makes no sense. The model says minus 143. I'm I'm surprised this number isn't the minus 140s. And I think if you took the names off the back of the jerseys of Montas and Javier and you just looked at their numbers, my hunch is this number is probably more like Astros minus 150 given how these teams have performed this season. I'm floored at this number. Minus 125 is an absolute gift. A pick for me. I love the Astros. I think the under makes some sense too. Um, but I just I cannot pass up an Astros edge like this. They've done really well for us. We've had them um, all over the Astros there tonight in Oakland. And that takes us to extra innings. Usually just the segment where I have the leans, but given all the picks I love today, got some likes in here too. Going to start us off 745 Eastern first pitch. Padres at the Cardinals. Blake Snell versus Adam Wainwright. A B pick for me on the Padres at plus 113. In a warm night in St. Louis, mid-80s to start, low-80s to close, and a wind about 10 miles an hour out to left field. So it's a total that I do not want to go under on, given the fact that we've got a boost to the bats there with the wind blowing out. The model doesn't really like what Rainwright has done this year. His advanced metrics are right around league average. So I know he's performed well, but the model isn't buying it. So the model says take the Padres at plus 113. Says there's an edge there. It's a B pick for me. I like the Padres. I just can't be over-invested going against Wainwright and backing a pitcher in Blake Snell that's only pitched twice this season and hasn't really looked great thus far. Of course, it's there. It's going to happen. We just don't know if it's tonight or when it is. So I like the Padres. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense at a number like plus 113, uh, but it's one I don't want to be over-invested in. 805 Eastern, first pitch, Brewers to the Cubs. Almost the same story here. Eric Lauer, Eric Lauer versus Justin Steele, two pitchers that I project to be uh, pretty good. Um, Results-wise, Lauer with the much better ERA, but their underlying metrics are almost identical. Their projections almost identical. I like both of these guys. Um, low 80s to start, mid 70s to close. Winds blowing out to left center or center field at 10 to 15 miles an hour. So a total that I, I probably don't want to be invested in because I like the pitchers, but the weather says take the over. So I'm probably staying away from the total either way. Model says Brewers minus 135, so I'm taking Brewers minus 132 as a B pick. Very similar story to the San Diego one. I like it. I think it makes sense. I just don't think there's enough value here for that third unit, and I don't really love fading the pitcher that I'm going against. Steele's ERA is scary, but I think he, he's better than that, so don't be fooled by that. Um, I just don't like the price here. So only a B pick for me on the Brewers. Um, I'm also a little bit concerned about their bullpen. Uh, Williams threw a ton of pitches in that first game. Hater threw in both games, which is very rare um, for a pitcher to pitch in both games in the doubleheader. I have to assume Hater's unavailable tonight. So that affects things a little bit too. Maybe you look first five for the Brewers in that regard. I just don't know the shape of the Brewers bullpen. So I don't want to be overinvested in it. I do think they're the better team. Um, but it's not one that I, I, I can get behind as much as all the other games we covered earlier in the episode. 805 Eastern first pitch raise at the Rangers. Ryan Yarborough versus Martin Perez. Y'all know I love Martin Perez. He's been fantastic this year. Great underlying metrics. The projection just keeps getting better and better. 
I, I, I can't build the model to say, hey, react to Martin Perez and project him really well, but other guys, you know, don't buy into it. And in the long run, it's moving at the pace it's supposed to move at. Um, but Martin Perez has been fantastic in the pitcher. I love to back. Uh, Yarborough, his results are okay, just projects to not be as good. Uh, we lost with the Rays last night. I'm going back to the Rays again tonight. The model thinks they should be a slight favorite. So Rays plus 118 is the pick. Huge edge, according to the model. I'm only giving it a B pick, though, because I can't be that invested against Martin Perez the way he has looked. So if you really just are, it's smoke and mirrors with Perez, and he's going to fall back to earth, Rays plus money is a gift, take it and run. I'm backing the Rays. I do think that there's some value with this number. Um, but, I mean, I just I can't go a pick backing a weaker pitcher against someone who's looked as good as Perez has looked unless I'm getting crazy good plus odds. Plus 118, I think there's value. B pick for me, but not one I can be that invested in. 8-4 Eastern first pitch, Marlins at the Rockies. Uh, Herman Marquez will get the ball for the Rockies, a pitcher who's really struggled this year. Um, advanced metrics are much better than he's looked, but still not great. A chilly night in Coors. We're going to be in the upper 40s for most of the game with a wind blowing in from center field around 10 to 15 miles an hour, but a lot of potential rain. So a game that may not happen because of the rain, maybe delays because of the rain. Um, something to keep an eye on there weather-wise. I'm going under 10.5 at plus 105, just a lean, just a C-pick for me. Um, I don't trust any of the pitchers involved in this game with regards to the under. So it's not like yesterday. Yesterday we got a B under, and it was a fairly easy winner in Coors because I love Pablo Lopez, and I just needed Feltner to be okay, but I don't trust anybody here. So it's I don't want to be invested in this under, but the weather, since it's going to be hard to score runs, weather also may make this game not even happen. So uh, I lean under, but uh, check back later for weather. No line out right now on the Mariners Orioles. It's a 705 Eastern first pitch, George Kirby versus the Mariners or for the Mariners versus what I have as a bullpen game for the Orioles. Uh, I'll tweet out a pick about that later. And then the last one, same situation for the Pirates and Dodgers, 10, 10 Eastern first pitch. It looks like that's Mitch Keller versus Julio Urias, but at the time of this recording, there is no line out. So again, I will tweet something about that later. Usually I'd stop here and I would recap the Apex, but the Apex, Apex are the bulk of the episodes. So just go back and watch the whole thing. I got nine of them for you every Apex. I broke it down. Hopefully we can go six and three in those Apex. I know people, you know, nine and oh, right? But I don't want to get too greedy, right? A nine and oh night obviously be fantastic. That's really hard to do. If we can go six and three in these Apex, it'll be a great night for us. That's what we're hoping for there. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.